My name is Dulce Valencia, and welcome to Telenovelas con Dulce, a podcast where every week I invite special guests to break down the telenovelas we love. From the music, to the cast, to the unforgettable plot twist. Every slap, every imbecile, every secret twin. I have got you covered. Bienvenidos and welcome to another episode of Telenovelas con Dulce, the podcast where I, Dulce Valencia, watch telenovelas with you all and we talk about them with friends. Joining me today again is my dear, dear, dear friend, Kimberly Michelle Padilla Estrada. Hey! Kim, I'm so excited to have you back! I know, I know. I, it, it feels like it's been so long. It, it has. Really feels, and it's weird because, so you were just saying off mic how like it's different sitting across from each other with like mics in front of our faces than it is just sitting across from each other normally. Exactly. Cause how often do you actually sit right across from a friend? I know. And like I have problems with eye contact. So <laughs> this is hard, but Aww. I'm trying. She's doing great. Um, so. Spoiler, we have been trying to do this intro four times. Yeah. What would recording an episode of Telenovelas con Dulce be if not starting over and over and over again? With a plot twist at the end of like, <laughs> oop, the audio cut off unexpectedly or it's not even on. And that's what we're experiencing today. But don't worry, I think we got it. I, yeah, I feel pretty confident. My mic levels are a little bit high but it's because I speak very loudly, and I'm 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 sitting pretty far from the mic right now. Yeah, mm -hmm. compared to Kim. But anyway, Kim, thank you for being back. It's good to see you. It's good to talk to you. And I know you're feeling a little under the weather. I am. You're gonna have to lice all this mic. <laughs> but no. But um. But I'm so thankful for you. And we just also want to give a huge shout out to Aranza and Kevin, mm -hmm. who couldn't be here. But they're literally always in our hearts. Uh, there's a song. I don't know where it's from, but it's like, "You were always on my mind. Mm -hmm. You were always on my mind." Anyways, love you, Aranza and Kevin. We love you so, 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 so much. Mm -hmm. And hopefully they can join us soon in the near future. But you know what? It's okay. It's okay. I, it's also, um, I do feel like I'm gonna, we're going to mention them a lot throughout this because we've been watching this telenovela with them. Yeah, like literally the first episode. Okay, so first of all, let's give some backstory here. Can yes. we? Let's backtrack it. Actually, hold up. Before you backtrack it, let me just mention we're we're talking about caer en tentación today. We haven't even mentioned that. We haven't no, like what? <laughs> what? But, Sorry, I'm getting back into the groove of it. However, um, so yeah, so actually, let me do this really fast. Caer en tentación is a Mexican telenovela produced by Giselle Gonzalez, an iconic queen. Her telenovelas, if you have not watched them. Check them out. They're so interesting. They're so different. And they're so intriguing. And I saw a snippet of this telenovela years ago and was hooked. And But also this telenovela isn't like a telenovela you want to watch by yourself. Mm -hmm. It's definitely something that you want to watch with friends. So a little tiny quick summary is we have two couples And these two couples befriend each other, become friends, and we alternate between two timelines, the past and the present. And in the present, we find out that the one of 
like a spouse from each couple was having an affair with each other. Mm-hmm. They were cheating on their spouses. And they find out because there's a horrible car accident in the first episode that um, that makes one of them disappear. The other one is put in a coma and their respective spouses are forced to deal with with everything, the fallout of that accident and finding out that their husband and wife were cheating on them and that they were trying to run away. And all this shit happens and simultaneously we're seeing three years before, we're seeing how everything started, how they met, and how eventually they began an affair. And so it stars the iconic Silvia Navarro in probably the best role I've ever seen her in. Beautiful, iconic, brilliant. We have Gabriel Soto, who plays one of the cheaters, and as such, we hate him, mm-hmm. his character. Mm-hmm. And then we have Adriana Louvier, also playing a cheater. Amazing cheekbones. But she's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So we can't hate her. And then we have Carlos Ferro playing Santi. <laughs> oh, Santi lives in a special place in our heart. Okay, so just know that. And now I'm going to give Kim some rain to give us a backstory on how we got into watching this. Yeah, so like, um, I guess going back to where Dulce kind of started, which is she saw a clip. And being Dulce, she just watched the end. So I want everyone to know that, okay? Why? Because you need to be held accountable, okay? This is your toxic trait, and people need to know it. So Dulce has already seen the end. Even though we're all currently rewatching this together, and she hasn't seen, like, the bulk of the novela, but she has seen the end. She has been very good, though, about giving us no kind of indication of what the end includes. Now... Going back to a couple months ago, I don't know why I looked busted at a revolving sushi place, but there I was looking busted (laughs) with Dulce, and she's like, you have to see this clip. And it's this clip of Karen Tentacion, and it's this clip of Silvia Navarro. I had never known who this woman was. From the instant I saw that clip, I was a mega super fan. I'm like... I used to say she's like the Meryl Streep of Mexico, but I feel like that's not even fair on its own. Like, they're just like Silvia Navarro and this clip. So as you heard, um, this, this telenovela has a lot to do with infidelity. And this clip is the moment of when, um, Silvia Navarro's character, Raquel, who is the wife who was being cheated on, when she comes to terms emotionally with her husband deceiving her for over three years and she has this glorious beautiful breakdown it was it hits your soul when you see it it just like oh my god it gives me chills to think about it but anyways so I saw that clip I told Dulce I have to watch it months later um, there we are all, it was Dulce, Aranza, Kevin, and I, I don't know what we were doing that day, but we were like, let's just play one episode. Four episodes later, and we're all yelling at the television, I'm ready to freaking break Dulce's TV. I am livid. I am appalled, and I am livid. Like, this telenovela, if you've never seen it, you have to see it. It's the juice. Like, it is the drama. It's going to feed you. It's going to enrage you. It's going to... It's going to capture your heart and your soul. So, definitely... 
must watch. But like Aranza mentioned, we started watching the novela from the first episode on with Kevin and Aranza, so we'll be mentioning them a lot. Love them. And I think it's even fair to mention some of their theories because both of them had some really, really strong and really, really spot-on theories really early on. Yes, and just... By the way, you called me Aranza, and it made me a little sad. When did I call you Aranza? I literally have... I run that shit back. I have a recording. Hold up. I'm going to play it because we always get into these fights, me and Kim, where I say something and she'll disagree with me or she'll say something and I'll disagree with her. And we will get into these fights because we're like, who's right? And we both mm. think that we're right. Please hold while I prove Dulce wrong. Must watch. But like Aranza mentioned... We started watching the novela. The first I'm sorry. Let me replay that. <laughs> let me replay that clip. Let me replay that clip real fast. But, like Aranza mentioned... Hold up. I have Aranza on the brain. But, like Aranza mentioned... I have Aranza on the brain. Me too. That's why it made sorry. me sad. We miss her so much. But it's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yes. So, just so y'all know, we also attempted to record this episode maybe a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. with Aranza and Kevin. We were not successful. At all. It's the most chaotic 30 minutes of my life. Yeah. And what's crazy is that, like, we were we went in knowing that we had to be really good, okay? Because, like, podcasts are hard. You know, you have to watch out for, like, making sure that you're not making too much noise or interrupting people because that's really hard one, to listen to, but also really hard in editing. And it's like, I think we had a talking stick or something like that, and we could just not comply because we were all so, like, we were all fired up by this novela. This novela is that girl. Mm -hmm. So y'all need to watch it. Y'all need to, I don't know, y'all need to stand. And like I said, it's a telenovela that you do not want to watch alone. Mm -hmm. And that's why I waited so long to watch it because I was waiting for the universe and the stars to align and bring me Kim, Aranza, and Kevin. Wow. And y'all, like, I remember, I saw Kevin tweeted, was like, y'all need to watch Caer in Tentacion. And when Kevin, a huge soccer fan who, like, watches, I feel like, UFC, I know he's a big new girl fan right now. But has never listened to this podcast. Has never watched the telenovela. Mm -hmm. Got hooked on the show. Yeah. And I feel like that's a high endorsement of it. It is. So, the whole reason I brought up that we have tried to record this episode is because this episode, the format is going to be a little bit different. We're not going to give you a play-by-play like we normally do. Because it's literally impossible. Like, one of the main critiques of this play... This play. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I'm a stage actor. She's a thespian? <laughs> Did y'all know? Um, but one of the main critiques of this telenovela was that it shifts between el pasado and the present so much that people were like, wait a second. Which one's what? How do I know? And the way you know is, like, the costume department does little things. Like, one of the characters wears a hat every time... A beanie every time he's in the past. Silvia Navarro's character has her hair short and like this bob that does not suit her well Mm -mm. and stuff like that. It also says it on the corner of the screen. Later on. Later on. Oh, because people were complaining. Because people complained so much that they added that. Wow, they were like, here you go. But that doesn't happen until like episode 30 or something. So we're going to try our best to give you a semblance of the plot. Uh, And we're also, I I originally said this was going to be a three-part series. It's going to be a little longer. So 
Already I'm lying. But it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Also, real fast, before we, we go even further, I want to give a couple of quick shout-outs. The first to Abby. Abby from California. Hey, girl. Thank you so much for watching uh, or listening to this podcast and buying stickers. Thank you so much. And I also want to give Sam a shout-out. And give me a second. Sam, also, I know that I have not responded to your message on Instagram, but I literally showed it to like five people because it was so sweet and it moved me so much. You still haven't responded to that message, Dulce? Nope. Wow. My anxiety manifests that I ghost people. I see that. Yeah, it's really shitty of myself. But but I just want to say Sam from, let me see. I'm not going to say where you're from because I don't know where you're from. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. But Sam, thank you so much for reaching out. Um, she had a couple of requests that we do. And I do want to do Amores Verdaderos sometime in the f- near future. Um, but thank you so much for your message. I really appreciate it. And hopefully before you listen to this episode, I will have responded. But just know that it warmed my heart. And I'm so glad that you feel like you're you have friends that talk about telenovelas with you now that you listen to this podcast because that's the goal of it. So thank you so much. Anyway, that's it. Cool. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Also, y'all, again, I was doing really good on my schedule. Like I was releasing episodes like two weeks in advance. This episode is being recorded the day before it's supposed to go live. (laughs) What's new? (laughs) (laughs) And so um, if it's a little late... (laughs) Because for the past, like, three weeks, I've been releasing episodes at midnight. And by the time I wake up, like, it, people have already listened to it. Because mm. um, I know I have people. Oh, also, shout out to my French listeners. I've given y'all shout outs before. And I see y'all consistently listening to this podcast. And I still don't know who you are. So send me a message on Instagram. on Telenovelas con dulces so I know you exist. But thank you so much for supporting the podcast. But also, yeah, this episode might be released around 6 a.m., Pacific time. But I will do my best for a midnight release. Just know that. I believe in you. Now we can get started. Cool. So first of all, wait, did you want to say something? I mean, there's just so much to say. So I I am really concerned that I'm going to word vomit. Um, so I, yes, I feel like maybe it'll be better if you guide me and then I will shout my opinions. I love that for you. All right. So I I just know that there's one thing that Kim really wants to talk about, and I have allocated three minutes for her to rant about it. So just be warned about that. Thank you. Go ahead. Let's we'll we'll put can you put in the description like the time it's my rant starts and the time it stops so people can <laughs> I will, skip over. I no, no, I don't want people skipping over it. I want people enjoying it, so I will not do mm. that. Um all right, so y'all know anytime I start a new telenovela, I love talking about my entradas. Mm-hmm. And so, Kim, let's talk about the entrada. Saturno by, I don't know who plays. Pablo Alborán. Pablo Alborán. It is so beautiful, but also this entrada, like, it's so mystical. We open on a country road, right? And which is because why? Because we already know there was a car accident. So, boom, boom, boom. They're connecting the dots right there. I'm, I feel like I'm trying to make smart comments, but I'm just like, bada bing, bada boom. Um, so, and then we just see, we see images of the spouses um, looking upset, distraught. Um, we see Silvia Navarro gently shedding a tear. We see, what? Uh, who's Santi Carlos? Carlos Ferro. 
Carlos Ferro, we see him gently shedding a tear. Oh my God, when that man cries. Um, and then we see images of the two couples. You know, we have Raquel and Damian, who I want to mention are the wealthy couple, because I think that's important to the story. And then we have Santiago and Carolina, who are the financially struggling couple. And we see images of them, the image of Raquel and Damian burning and then going back in time, again, playing into the the time jump that the novela does throughout the series or throughout the show. Um, and then we see an image of Carolina and Santiago torn apart, but then the frame rewinding and the picture coming back together. Um, I'm trying to... I. When I'm watching the entrada, I'm mostly thinking about the words because I used to hate that song and I love it. I know. And I'm going to call you out on that because I have been a fan of this song since day one. Also, I'm a big Pablo Alboran fan. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a magnificent singer from España. And <laughs> Shout out España. I, I do have a couple of listeners from España. So if you're from Spain, drop me a DM. Then we I will not you. respond. Oh, my God. We for real love you, though. Fly me out. <laughs> um, so he's from España. I got to see him perform live at the Latin Grammys. So this song, Saturno, right? It's all about what could have happened. Mm -hmm. There's the chorus is, En Saturno viven los hijos que, que nunca, nunca tuvimos. En Plutón aún se oyen gritos de amor. Y en la luz. Wow. Wow. Okay, so uh, translation, right? Okay. It's very astrological, which you all know. We love astrology here. We believe in it. Um, but it's saying, basically, in Saturn, live the children we never had. In Pluto... Um, you can still hear the cries of love. And in the moon lives the... Um, our voices. Our voices telling each other, apologizing to each other, something we could never do. Mm-hmm. Yo! Like, yes, the entrada. Although I will say, I this entrada, this song was definitely not made for the entrada, no. right? Yeah, because you can tell. Because from the beginning, because this novela is a mystery, like, throughout. And so from the beginning, being friends of Dulce, um, we were all sitting around and we were, like, tearing apart this entrada. We were like, what context clues can we get from this? Like, how can this help us figure out what's going on? And we looked at the um, entrada uh, the song, I mean, a lot. And we were just like, okay, obviously, like, this is slightly different um, to the situation because, um, you know, like, well, I can't say that part because it's kind <laughs> of a spoiler, but it's just different. It's just different. And something that I want to highlight that Kim just said is that the entrada is a mystery and the telenovela is a mystery. And the entrada is giving us clues. And I think I know what moment you wanted to talk about, which we will get to. There's all these clues that we don't know. If you watch the entrada at first, you have no idea what what's going on. You see just people suffering. Yeah. And a shoe. And a shoe. Although, but ooh, I don't know why I keep saying bada bing, bada boom today. But bada bing, bada boom. The entrada was actually different. In the first couple of episodes. You're kidding. The ending, Dulce, I swear You're to you, kidding. I'm right this time. It used to end with an image of lovers by a beach 
And now it ends with the image of a shoe on the ground. <gasps> You're in the so rain. right. Mm-hmm. I remember the lovers at the beach because it corresponds to the scene I saw. Mm-hmm. But I will not reveal anything about. Also, real quick, if you all have watched this telenovela and want to send us voice memos, send them to me at telenovelas con dulce on Instagram or telenovelas con dulce at gmail.com. All right. Oh, my God. Yeah. So the entrada changes. I remember... I remember being like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Because for the first couple episodes, we were all like inches away from your screen trying to like see like who the couple was at the end because our telenovela genius friend Dulce always told us that the end of the entrada tells you a lot about how the telenovela is going to end. So the fact that they changed the ending of the entrada after a few episodes, it's like, hold the phone. Something's going on. And y'all, and we talked about this in Ruby, and we talked about, I don't think we talked about it in Teresa, but in Ruby, the ending, the ending of the entrada wasn't a couple kissing. It was Ruby crying. Mm-hmm. It was going to be a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Here, we don't get the big telenovela epo- epic kiss, which we normally get at the end of an entrada. And I say normally, but we have yet to watch a telenovela that's traditionally like a Mexican telenovela, but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, like, so right away, if you don't know anything about this, you're like, okay, there's going to be a lot of suffering. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a shoe, and there's going to be a car accident. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anything else you want to add from the entrada? Um, just Silvia Navarro killed it. Um, there, There's one thing I want to add, but I cannot add because it is definitely a spoiler. So when we get to that part, I will mention the scene in the entrada that had actually Kevin guess what would happen right. It was yes. Kevin. Yes, yes, it was Kevin. Shout out to Kevin. All right. So now let's dive in to the story a bit. So I want to spend a few minutes on just the first scene. <laughs> Damn. And this is this is literally how juicy, complicated complex this telenovela is that like we can like talk about an hour just about the entrada and the first scene so the first scene again my neighbors are being loud how dare they do they not know <laughs> the podcast is recorded wow. <laughs> um all right and y'all just for context this is as far as we got last time we tried to record we just we stopped at the first scene mm-hmm. so If you do not know anything about the telenovela, which I already did, so it's not like I knew what was up. But if you do not know anything about the telenovela, the first scene is hella, what's the word? It's, you're like, oh, because we see this couple in love driving together mm-hmm. in the night. And then we see Silvia Navarro's character and Carlos Ferro's character, Santiago and Raquel. We should start using their names. Okay. Um, and they're both crying. They're both like solemn. They're very like going through something. We don't know what's happening. They're just separate parts of their story. They're just like crying or very sad. Mm-hmm. And we see this couple in love. We don't know their names yet. But they're going to be Damian and Carolina. But something's bugging them. And they kept, they keep being like, we just have need one more day. One more day and everything will be perfect. Mm-hmm. And so they're like kissing each other and they're assuring each other that with their love, they can conquer anything. 
And it's like, oh, you want to root for them. Mm -hmm. They're in love. We love them. And all of a sudden, bam, car accident. The car rolls down a hill. We see glass shattering everywhere. We see blood. And immediately it cuts to Raquel, Silvia Navarro's character, and she gets up. Mm -hmm. And then we flash forward to three years. And do you want to say anything about the first opening shot? Yes, actually. Something that I want to mention, um, because this is actually something that has been bugging me. So um, when Silvia Navarro gets up in that moment, she answers the door and she almost see seems like really um, surprised to see whoever was on the other side of the door. Oh now, we it could be a police officer and she could be like, why the heck is a police officer here? But... When we initially watched it, we were like, okay, that's important. And I also want to mention, when we see Santiago, he is doing what looks like some shady business. He is passing some money along to someone, and he's looking over his shoulder. I think that's important to mention. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is, because it goes back into the mystery. Yes. So, we flash forward. Flash forward. We flash mm -hmm. backwards three years ago. And everything is now chirpier. We see the same characters, but everyone's, like, happy. Everyone's, like, getting in their groove, getting their day started. And we see Carolina, the woman who was in the car. And she's walking down, walking across the street. And she sees this, I don't know what to call it. Pa Whole Foods? Yeah, it's like they sell pasta. <laughs> they sell pasta. And are also a restaurant. I guess. So perhaps like Olive Garden? Maybe like a, a sweet tomato. Which ah, I yes. think in other Maybe. places it's called food plantation. Or something. Yeah. So then we see her and she stops and she looks inside. And then we see Damian, the character she was in the car with. And he's like talking to his employees and he looks out and their eyes meet. And immediately it's like a connection is formed. Mm -hmm. Love is formed. And he goes to talk to her and is like, oh, hey. And she's like, oh, I'm just checking out the pastas. Da, 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 da. Um, I cook. And he's like, oh, you should try this dish that we're doing. Uh, we're not open yet. But, you know, I would love to hear your opinion. Your opinion is really important to me. And she's like, no, I got to get going. He's like, please just stay a moment. And she does. And she tastes it. And she's like, oh, it's it's all right. But it's missing this. And if you do this, it'll be better. And he's like, see, I needed your opinion. Mm -hmm. And then he gives her like a gift basket filled with their expensive pasta because I guess it's super expensive. Mm -hmm. So um, gives her the gift bag. She leaves. And then um, simultaneously happening, I guess, is we have Raquel, uh, Silvia Navarro's character, and she's dropping off her kids to school. And then she backs up and she hits santiago's car and he's like what the f what the hell like <laughs> you know like you're like are you are you an idiot like why aren't you paying attention so both of these moments are meet cutes mm -hmm. classic telenovela meet cutes like oh they meet an accident happens and bring them together and they're like fighting but they're gonna love each other mm -hmm. and then we see the other side with carolina and damian and it's like there's an instant connection the moment their eyes meet But y'all, this isn't your typical telenovela. And then as the, as the minutes go by, you realize that both of these couples ha are married. Mm -hmm. So Damian is married to Silvia Navarro's character, who's the one who crashed the car. Raquel. Raquel. And Carolina is married to uh, Santiago, or Santi, as we're all going to call him. And they're together. 
And they both have, both couples have two sets of children. It's a boy and a girl. And so we already are like, ooh, that's kind of shady. Not the, not so much the, the Raquel in, in Santiago instance, but definitely the Carolina and Damian one. I will say, like, um, I think flirting when you're in a relationship is fine, whatever. Like, you see, yeah, I'm going to say it. I think, like, sometimes you see someone and you're attracted to them, and so you get a little flirty, but then you walk away. So for me, this w actually wasn't the moment where I was like, shit's shady. I'm like, ooh, they thought each other was hot, and so they were going to flirt. I, I disagree with you on the flirting. I don't think it's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> However, the part that you, I, I'm re referencing, and ooh, that's different, is that we already saw Carolina and Damian running away together. Ah, yes. So we know that they were married. Mm -hmm. So you're like, oh, is that why they were worried? Because they're both running away from their spouses. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I meant. Ah, okay. <laughs> So, yes, long story short is both of these couples end up meeting because of the car accident, because Raquel is like, we have to, like, repay him. And Santiago is very machista. He's very machista in the first few episodes, by the mm -hmm. way. And he's very much like, no, I got this. I can take care of it. I'm a man. But really, he doesn't. He's really struggling. Mm -hmm. And he's not letting Carolina work. So makes her a frustrated housewife because she wants to work. And he's like, no, I'm the hombre. I have to do this for you. Like, it's not your job. And she's like, okay, you're not letting me do anything. So these two couples end up meeting. May I add the part that I feel is shady when I was like, that's some shade and that's wrong immediately. So as Dulce mentioned, there was a car accident. There was the other Miku. Um, they realized that the sons are friends. So then that's when Raquel told is Raquel is so lovely Like, you cannot hate this woman at all. She's so lovely. She just got into this car accident. She's keeping in light. She's like, no, please, please, please. And then she finally pressures um, Santiago, like, I'm coming over to your home. Like, we're meeting each other. So when they, when Raquel and Damian go over to Carolina and Santiago's home, the instant that Carolina and Damian's eyes meet again, you feel that connection. To the point where Raquel asked, like, oh, do you two know each other? And instantly they're both like, no. And to me, that's when I'm like, that is the instant that they fucked up. Because if, yes, like, I feel like, whatever. If you're in a relationship, especially a really, really long one, flirting might happen and you might look at someone else and be attracted to them but you always have to be honest so the moment that they both decided to lie i'm like that's where you messed up yes anyways there's my little rant yes and it's not the rant that i promised her by the way <laughs> yeah <no. laughs> so so they meet and they become fast friends and they su such fast friends that they're vacationing together very soon enough And they're vacationing together, they're getting to know each other, and all this time, Carolina and Damian are kept, kept, keep being put into situations where they're by themselves. Like, at one point, Raquel is like, you need to dance with her. And at another point, they're like, oh, go do this, or can you, Carol, can you take this check to Damian's office? Mm -hmm. And as we mentioned, their connection is instant. They feel it. Who is going to act on it, though? Stuff, stuff, stuff happens, and uh, there's this scene. 
oh that involves God. a shoe. Is this before? Is this before the family trip? Remind is this me. before the family trip? Oh my God! They're not this, together yet. This scene with the shoe. And let me just mention at this point, so Saturno becomes the song of Carolina and Damian, which is why in the beginning I hated it because I'm just like so against like lying, mostly just lying, but like infidelity that like it was enraging to see even like even the fact that like for a couple episodes, they never even kissed, but because they were doing things that they knew were not appropriate and then the song was playing i'm like Ugh, get the song out of here but as soon as they stopped because eventually they do stop making that song like damian and carolina song i'm like oh this is actually like a hit it's a bop <laughs> but the shoe scene oh my god even like even though i wasn't rooting for them i was like i was blushing i was i ooh, like it's getting hot in here already just talking about it and I may be wrong, but I don't think they kiss. They don't kiss at all. Okay. Yep. Well, not they on the don't. lips. <laughs> but y'all, I'm gonna I'm gonna post this. I'm gonna try to post this on YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. And it's filled with sexual tension. So basically, long story short, Carolina sees this shoe and they're like both like walking together outside of the pasta place. She sees a shoe that catches her eye. It's a red shoe. It's the one we saw in the entrada that's lying on the side of the road, in the middle of the road. And that man is like, oh, do you like it? Let's go. And he's like, and she's like, oh, no, 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 no. I can't. No, no, no. And just so y'all know, throughout this whole telenovela, it's in the past, every time that man is always being like, let's do this. And Carolina's like, no, 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 I can't. Or no, 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 no. But then she always does it. Yeah. And literally, ugh, so frustrating. And yeah. And so they go inside and... Uh, they're gonna try these shoes on, and da, 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 da. Damian sits her on this table. No, Dulce. <laughs> he doesn't sit her on the table. Okay. Damian. Okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, so Damian walks up inches from her face, keeps walking towards her, so he backs her into this table, grabs her by the waist, lifts her up onto this table. And then he starts moving his hands down to her hips, down to her thighs. He crouches down in between her t thighs. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Hold up. Okay. All right. So he <laughs> crouches down in between her thighs. He grabs the shoe. He, like, slowly removes her the shoe she was wearing while, like, staring into her eyes. And then puts the red shoe on slowly. Moves his hands up her legs and he kisses her legs and then just like goes up again inches from her face and they're just like both like breathing heavily like staring at each other and i'm just like oh my god like if that's not cheating i don't know what is their tension is so real but they don't kiss on the mouth at least and so carolina is like they're very nice after she catches her breath but we can't afford them and the man's like, oh, no, it's 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 okay. I got it. So he buys her the shoes. And then he tells her, anytime you wear them, it's a sign for me. Like, by wearing them, you're sending me a sign. That's, yeah. Who says that? 
that? I know. Who says that? And meanwhile, Raquel is being like the perfect wife. She works at a foundation helping children. She like is always there for her kids. Like she's just she's helping Santiago and Carolina out by employing Santiago to renovate her house because he's an architect. And they have a very real friendship. And I want to talk about them too in the past timeline. We haven't even gotten to the to the present. So we're just going to talk a little bit more about the past. So I want to talk about the friendship between Caro, not Caro. The friendship between Santiago and Raquel. Yes, a beautiful, beautiful friendship. Because there's a connection there. But it's very much a friendship. Like Raquel is devoted to Damian. Santiago loves Carolina. Mm-hmm. And Raquel calls him out on his bullshit. She's like, it is un poquito machista. Like, you're not letting her do her thing. You should let her start her own business with me. Like, let's do it. Let's do a negocio de banquetes. Mm-hmm. And um, and so Santiago's like, no, 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 no. And Raquel is like, you need to, like, stop. And you need to keep her happy. Mm-hmm. And Raquel keeps saying all these stuff like, oh, a happy woman is this and this and that. Happy and he, wife, happy life. Exactly. And and all being like, if you don't treat her right, she's going to leave. Which Ugh. we all know happens. Yeah. And Santiago is like... So, yes, he's a machista, and, like, for us watching it in the beginning, we were just, like, instantly, like, ugh, you know, like, not fucking w- messing with it at all. Can I say? <laughs> You've already said it. I've already said it a million times. <laughs> not fucking with it at all. Um, but then I really started liking Santiago when I started seeing him interact with Raquel because Raquel, oh, Silvia, Silvia Navarro, but she is such a lovable character, not only because she's, uh, on paper, like a great person, like Dulce said, all of these amazing things that she does, but because she plays this character in a way where, like, she is lively, she is bubbly, she is fun, she is funny, she can be a little bit of a, a metiche, but it's always with love, and so I feel like she quickly, like, I, I would, I wouldn't say the word break, but I would say melt. She melts away, like Santiago's walls. And this, like, machista attitude. And she gets to, like, the core Santi really, really quickly. And who he is at the core is, like, this really sweet man, really lovable man. Someone who has a really strong character. He has a strong honor code and he lives by it. Um, and he's just always someone who she can rely on. Mm-hmm. And always someone, like, a shoulder to cry on. Mm-hmm. Like, when she needs help, he's there. When she's concerned about her kids or her you know other family or um Damian like he's always there and he's always listening and he's like I don't have the answers but I'm gonna be here for you Mm -hmm. and so we love them and so we have these two different sides of friendship one a true friendship Raquel and Santiago and one temptation tentacion lust and yeah and and so they end up vacationing together in Acapulco. Again, shout out to my home state of Guerrero, <laughs> which is getting all this airtime. Um, and while there, we get to a very controversial scene. Like, made headlines, got censored in the United States of America. I saw this and I screamed. Well, I scream a lot, but I definitely scream for this one. Yeah, I think I may have, like, my reaction, which just because of how fast I'm going to be editing this episode, I don't think I'll be able to include. But I'll try to play it for next week's episode. But it's literally me. I was watching the scene, and I was like, I need to record myself. So I recorded a voice memo, and it's just me saying, oh, my God, oh, my God, for, like, 
three minutes straight. But they're vacationing in Acapulco as a family. And there's it's nighttime. And they all want to watch a movie, the adults. And Santiago's like, no, like, we have to, like, leave early the next day. So, like, I'm just going to go to sleep. But, Caro, you stay. You stay down and watch the movie with Raquel and Damian. And so she does. And so she's sitting. So we have Raquel on one side. And she's sitting next to Damian, who's in the middle. And then we have Carolina. And the movie's playing. And we see that Raquel falls asleep on Damian's lap. And, y'all, this is... A little graphic. I'm not going to be graphic in my description, but like, mm-hmm. just if y'all are, you might want to skip. It's graphic in a sexual way. It's not graphic in a violent way. I don't know if that <laughs> makes a difference for people. Yeah, but also, and I'm not going to be describing it in like super graphic details. I can. Really. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens is Raquel is asleep, and then we just see. Damian and Carolina looking into each other's eyes intensely, which they do so much. Heavy breathing, like panting. Sorry, (laughs) I am being very descriptive. (laughs) And then we see Damian's hand reach over to Carolina. And it makes its way down to her private area. (laughs) And we just see, and in the Univision version, it just cuts to Carolina's face looking all flustered, and then that's it. Mm -hmm. However, Mm -hmm. we went ahead and watched the Televisa version in Mexico. (laughs) <laughs> and this thing goes on and Damian goes down on Carolina does he go down on her? I thought he just like <laughs> I thought, that's what I meant I thought he, if, we're, if we're going with bases he goes second base right? I thought second base was <laughs> okay so to know. me he didn't go I wouldn't describe it as he went down on her I would say he fingered her okay yes he okay. fingered her Okay, that's what I meant by going down oh okay <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you wanted you wanted censorship for yourself. I did. I did. <laughs> Y'all know me. Soy bien inocente. My friends in high school had to teach me about the birds and the bees. Um. All right. So yeah. So he fingers her. It's a descaro because his wife is literally sleeping on his lap. Yes. And he does this. Yes, like I was so appalled. Again, first of all, I still want to mention they've never kissed, mm-hmm. so this is them still. And I and I think this is this goes into why in the beginning we were always like Damian and Carolina ain't shit because we were like, no, this is pure lust because they're literally dragging it on slowly and painfully, and it's all about like the sex, it's all about the sexual tension, and it's all about the passion. Um, and I think even the fact, and this is something that like, I think either Kevin or Aranza mentioned, even the fact that like how he did this when his wife was literally sleeping on his lap, you know, it's, it's, I think it's fair to say that they kind of got a kick out of the fact that they were being unfaithful with the fact that they were, um, like, uh, they had to hide. like, yeah, that they, that, um, they were, uh, well, I forgot the word in English, but that they were engañando, like two Deceiving. Mm-hmm. Deceiving. Yeah. And so uh, that's all happening. And we get to the point where they basically begin their affair. There's a big dramatic moment where they're both like outside this place and they're arguing, Damian and Carolina. And she's like, I can't do this. Like, we can't do this. And he's like, I can't keep away from you. Like, I, like, I, I just can't. 
like, I, I die if I'm away from you. And she's like, I can't do this to Santiago. I can't, you know, we can't do this. And they're fighting, going back and forth. And she's about to leave. But then we see her come back and they kiss. And it's the first time they kiss. Saturno plays. And so their affair commences. And again, the way it's framed, the way it's like shot, we're so, I feel like we're supposed to root for them in a way. That is something that we had been debating early on because we're like how, I guess like, I don't know. In I think this is one of the moments where I realized that like, you know, um, being Latina and being Mexicana, all of that is different when you're doing it in the U.S. and when you've lived here like a majority of your life or all of your life um, than what it means when you do that and you're actually living in Mexico, at least in my opinion, because I'm like, there, it's, it's very, very, very different cultures. And so I think for us four watching it, we were like, there's absolutely no way that we're supposed to be rooting for these trash ass people. But then as we continued, seeing the way that they were framing it, we were like, oh, my God, I think we're supposed to. Which, mm-hmm. you know, to me was disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, not only because of, uh, I don't know, I just, I'm, I really don't fuck with, like, lying or cheating. Um, but also, I mean, ugh, like, they just didn't know how to kiss each other. The two actors, I will say, like their kisses were so bad, and they're starting to get better as the show progresses. Like I think they had coaching or something, but when they first would kiss each other, it was disgusting to watch. Like not just because of like the context, but it just wasn't good chemistry in my opinion. I will just say they have starred together in a different telenovela before this, and I think it was a directorial choice or an acting choice. Because the way their kisses are in the first few episodes, it's like they can't because they're over, they're overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Like they can't, they, they just want to be close and that's why their mouths look Ugh. all weird. And I feel like that was a choice, personally. Maybe. Actually, when you say, when you put it like that, it makes sense, but it's just so hard to watch. So yeah, so their affair commences. And now we're going to go to the present and we're going to talk about what happens after the accident. And that is uh, Raquel and Santiago are notified that there was an accident. And they're like, we found the body of a male who's now in a coma. And we found the belongings of a woman, but the woman is missing. And they show them and they're like, yeah, that's that's Damian. That's my husband. And Santiago's like, yeah, that's Carolina. That's my wife. And they're like, Raquel is like, that's my best friend. Like, like what happened? And at first when they tell her that, Damian was in that car with a woman. She thinks it was Susana, his assistant. And so she's all worried. She's like, oh, my God, Susana, ¿qué le pasó? And then when she realizes it's Carolina, like, she's shell-shocked. Like, pieces start to fall into play. And um, slowly, as the episodes progress, like, she realizes a lie. And her, both her and Santiago realize that not only were they together, but their intention was to leave them. Mm-hmm. Because they had tickets to leave the country together. Yeah. And slowly, they start to piece together everything that happened in the previous three years. And we get this shot, because um, because we don't know where Carolina is. Carolina is still missing. And as episodes go on, we see a shot of Carolina running down a hill after the car wreck. So we know that she was alive, that the car crash didn't kill her. 
And so the whole question becomes, like, where is she? Mm-hmm. And so Santiago and Raquel, like, start to get close. At first, Santiago goes into a rampage, driving everywhere, trying to find Carolina. There's a shot where we see his truck and we see a car seat. And we're like, oh, no. There's a baby. There's a baby involved. And sure enough, Benja is a baby. And he's blonde. And Damian is blonde. Mm-hmm. Santiago isn't. So we, up until the episode we watched, we still don't know if Benjamin is their son or not. But it's pretty much implied that he's Damian's child. Mm-hmm. It's pretty safe to say. It's pretty safe to say. So we have that. And we have, like, the kids asking their parents, like, what happened to our parents, basically. And I think because we are nearing the hour, I'm going to give you your your rant on Fede, which I promised you. Okay, so just really quick on the kids. So Damien and Raquel, again, the rich couple, they had twins. So we have their twins are um, Federico and, um, oh my God, what's her name? Mia. Mia. Okay, so um, that's their kids. And then Santiago and Carolina, um, they actually had their first child pretty young. And so she's slightly older, all the rest of the kids, um, maybe by like a year or two. Um, And that's Lola. Julia, I love you. I stalk you on Instagram. You're my favorite. Um, And then we have Nico. And Nico is the same age as Mia and Federico. And they're all like in their teens. Um, so just, just again, just a quick overview. Um, so Federico and Nico, um, are really pretty, they're bros, they're bros. And that's actually how I would say how the family got together because it was the fact that they were friends that made Raquel be like, oh no, like our kids are friends. Like we should know each other. Mia and I was going to say Julia, Mia and Lola do not get along at all and for me i'm totally team lola if we have to put them in teams just because mia um she um has a very strong personality and she does some things in the future that it it makes you hard for to root for her even though we do see that you know she's um she's not a one-sided character and she has her you know her struggles and things like that but even then you find it really hard to root for her but to the ray of sunshine and all of this Federico okay so again he's Mia's twin and as soon as I saw him I was like oh my god he's my child like I felt this instant connection to him I was like this is I don't know if it's the actor or the character but I'm like this is the pure character and I feel like in in all of like the shows that I watch whenever I see like a pure character that's still genuine you know that's still like I'm not talking pure like Maribel like because that's fake to me that's like fake pure I don't know that's unattainable pure that like it it's almost too sweet. It gives you a toothache. But Federico is like that genuine purity. Like it's it's so sad to watch him through the struggle of like his dad's in a coma, finding out that, you know, his dad was cheating with his best friend's mom and like seeing his mom fall apart and his sister being really problematic and him kind of being the only stable person in his family. It's really hard to watch him go through this because this young man, this young man right here is so special and i would like to say that like early on i had my um i've had this theory um because just the way that like 
Federico was so protective of Nico, I was like, oh my God, gay? And I was so excited because I'm like, finally, like I get some gayness. Like I'm here for it. So it still hasn't been confirmed, but, and actually, wait, what's going on? I'm trying to think, has he been? No, no, yeah, it hasn't been confirmed, but he is just like the sweetest, most genuine character. And unfortunately, in the beginning, we don't get a whole lot of him, but I will say that once you start getting towards the middle of the show, you will start seeing more Federico, and hopefully you will join me in voting Federico this fall for president of the world because, I don't know, I just love this character. He's my son. I think I think in another world he was my child, Dulce. In Saturno. In Saturno. <laughs> he was the son I never had. I'm 24. He's probably the same age as me now. But actually, we should look up his age. But for some reason, I have like this motherly connection towards him <laughs> where I'm just like... That is my child. He's my son. I might name my son Federico now. And that's my rant. <laughs> Thank you, Kim. And so we're going to flash forward a little bit because the stuff that happens in the present is going to directly affect what we're going to be talking about in our next episode. So I'd rather save some of that stuff for that episode. So we're going to flash forward to a reporter. There's a reporter who is married to a policeman who is investigating the disappearance of Carolina. And that relationship is toxic and rocky. He cheated on her. She is um, she has a, a limp in her leg. Um, she calls it coja, like Maribel from Ruby. <laughs> Shout out Maribel. <laughs> and, um, and she brings it up. So we don't know yet like what their story is, but something happened, and I can't wait for the reveal because the way it's like been teased for so long i hope it's good and so she's like very invested in the story and so there's a moment when she goes out into where the accident happens and he goes with her and together they find a shoe she finds a shoe it's carolina's the one that damian bought her and so she's like we need to like find her we need to find her because this shoe like what if the the river took her she could be drowning she could be there could be a woman out there And so we flash forward a little bit, and sure enough, there is a woman out there, but she is not alive. Oof. And so, in a beautifully directed, acted, choreographed scene, we see them get the call. They found a body. We see the body being being excavated, dug up. We see it being put into a medical bag. The body, it's a body. It's not alive. We see Santiago rush over to the scene of the accident. And Santiago is still in love with Carolina. He's deeply hurt, but he loves this woman. And he runs, and we see him desperately rip open the bag. We see Carolina's very much dead, very in the early stages of decomposing body. And he's crying, and Carolina is dead. And we find out that she's dead from a gunshot wound. So then the mystery happens. The mystery propels us. Who killed Carolina? And who was there the night of the accident? Who done it? And so this telenovela all of a sudden becomes a mystery. I just want to shout out Kevin at this point. Because we were watching the entradas. This, I think, happens definitely not in the first episode. Because we had watched the entrada at least once twice or three times um and kevin was the one who called out he was like okay but why is 
at the end, towards the end of the entrada, the second to last scene, there's a scene of Carolina like faded into the background of clouds. And Kevin was like, why is she in the clouds? Is she dead? She's dead. And sure shout enough. out Kevin. Shout out to Kevin. And this is where we're going to end this episode. So join us next week where we're going to talk about Carolina's death, the aftermath of her death, and our theories on who could have done it. If you all want to watch it and send us voice memos or just based on listening to this episode, if you have any theories, I know we only talked about the kids and the main adults, but honestly, if I'm to have any guesses, I'm pretty sure the killer is among them. Ooh. And so let us know what your theories are. If you've already watched this telenovela, do not spoil for us Please. who the killer is. We have not gotten there. But thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Kim, thank you so much for joining me. And if this was a little late, I'm so sorry. Um, forgive me. And thank you all so much for listening. I will see you again next week. Peace. Peace.